This is so wizarding. You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 484 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am uh, Miss Marvelous. <laughs> Less than Miss Marvel or Marvelous? Marvelous. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right, guys. It's the Marvels. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? Uh, I am... I'm very busy. <laughs> it's been a it's been a very busy week. There's some stuff that I can't talk about yet. Um, maybe next week I'll be able to. But yeah, the it it's it's been a very busy week, and this week will be a very busy week. Understood. You're back under NDA. Well, n- not not so much. It's just uh, like I have some legal stuff i'm involved in jesus i mean that that makes it seem like i got arrested i i just i have a a a thing that i gotta do where i am the plaintiff (laughs) entanglements yes i have some entanglements um that i have to deal with and uh i gotta finish up some other stuff and then i can then i can talk about it so probably next week actually i won't be here so probably two weeks from now i'll be able to talk about it freely everything this week is about entanglements so yeah <laughs> awesome Marcellus reagans how the hell are you i am doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good uh, i haven't had any entanglements i pretty much spent my entire week editing uh for some reason last week's episode came out a little later and it's because i kind of shot myself in the foot and made a lot more editing for myself than i needed uh than needed to be the show still came in under an hour, though, so you know, I pat myself on the back for that. But <laughs> man, I didn't realize how much stuff I had to I had to do in order to get that episode out. So, yeah, uh, Monday we recorded. Uh, this is behind behind the, the scenes. Monday we recorded. Uh, Tuesday I had other applications. Wednesday edited. Thursday edited. <laughs> then the episode came out on Friday, uh, and then I went to see the movie, and now we're back to recording. So this week is just kind of flown by. Right. And when I woke up at three in the morning to go to work on Friday, it was in the Dropbox. So I uploaded it to Podbean while I was driving to work. And then I eventually got around to being able to like start promoting it <laughs> after I got out of work on Friday. So yeah, it's been a, a crazy week delving into uh, So Was Your Podcast. Um, but that's that's been my week, Joy. How are you doing this week? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's been a week. I, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's actually been a pretty laid back week. We are through 
our busy, crazy time of the year. And now it's just working and working and sleeping and going to the movies and podcasting. So <laughs> life is back to the normal crunch instead of the extra crazy crunch that is August through October. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm just excited to be back to just a normal grind instead of a crazy grind. So I wish I had anything interesting to report. I'm still working crazy hours and I am going in early in the morning, which puts a huge damper on my life because <laughs> I need to be in bed by like eight o'clock. Right. <laughs> like nine o'clock is like pushing it. I, I, I should not be going to sleep at nine o'clock. I should be already asleep at nine o'clock. So I have to get up. I should get up at two fifty, but I can kind of push it to three ten in the morning if I really want to. <laughs> so it, it's tough, and it comes quick. That's the thing that sucks. It comes quick. I like fall asleep, and I wake up usually a tiny bit ahead of time, and I'll be like, "All right, I'll, I'll like literally in my head announce it to my body, ladies and gentlemen, we have one hour and ten minutes before we have to get up, and then I'll roll over <laughs> and try to go back to bed for that amount of time." It's wild, but you know, change is coming. Change is coming. So, right. but other than that, yeah, nothing too terribly exciting. I did um, get closer to my goal of movies. I know we've all been paying attention to this throughout the year. Uh, I set a personal goal of 160 first time watches uh, for movies this year. And I'm pleased to report that as of this recording, Monday, uh, 11 13, 2023. Uh, I am at 152 first-time watch movies for the year. Good job, dude. This weekend was obviously the Marvels, which we are going to be reviewing. And then I also watched Ninja Hunt on Tubi, another Godfrey Ho masterpiece. By masterpiece, I mean face-meltingly awful uh, movie. And then I watched a horror movie from 2023 called Death Metal, which (laughs) was about a death metal band. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was not good at all. The only good part was like at the very beginning, they had an actual death metal band uh, incantation, like play is playing a concert over the opening credits. Okay. And then they had like some lines at the beginning and they were really bad actors. So it was funny. But other than that, it was, it was awful. It, it almost completely ripped off the storyline of studio six, six, six without any of the humor, charm or fun. So. Oh, that sucks. They also did this weird editing thing where it kept like, I don't know. It was like baby's first day using cap cut or something. And like, like it would go in slow motion and then like all these weird editing cuts or something. And of course the staple of bad direct to whatever to be movies, lots of drone shots, lots of drone shots. So, uh, it was not good. I was disappointed that it was so bad, but oh, well, you know, uh, another movie, another notch, another movie on the list, <laughs> 252. So uh, we are halfway through November and it should be no issue hitting my goal. But I'm telling you this right now, I am not setting a goal for next year. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Yeah, it's just, you know, uh, some weekends I'm like forcing myself to watch three and four movies um, and I'm not really rewatching anything. There's lots of stuff I'd like to rewatch, but if I'm going to watch something, I'd rather it be a first time watch. So it counts towards the goal. So you know, next year I'm just going to log my movies as I watch them and be done with it. I'm not setting a goal or anything. I'll still hit like probably close to a hundred first time watches anyway, <laughs> right. you know. but enough about us, uh, Marcellus Reagans. Let's talk a little bit more about us. Please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. 
All right, everybody, you can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews, along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and The Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? And we are back. All right, guys. It's time. It's time. It's time to get lower, closer, and slower (laughs) together. That's right. It's time for our review of the Marvels, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's been a while, guys, since we've been able to ask this question, but we all went to the movies to check it out. Marcellus Reagans, how was your trip to the movies? Well, you know, I did not do the traditional Thursday night MCU movie thing that, you know, I've been doing for the past 10 years, 12 years. Is that Marvel fatigue creeping in? No, no. It's just, uh, you know, pure fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) Just regular fatigue, podcast fatigue. Uh, So, yeah. So I I waited to get my tickets, uh, you know, just to make sure we had a, a plan in place. I waited to go on Friday night. Opening night, Friday night, you know, in the thick of the normal people when they go to the movies. Not everybody has to go like Thursday night sneak previews. So I waited to get my tickets and all of the shows were pretty much sold out, uh, which, you know, seemed good for a Marvel movie. I'm like, oh, okay, this movie isn't a bomb. This movie is it's selling out the prime theater, the prime seats, the prime time shows. There was seats available for the 3D showing. Uh, so that's where I went. I went to go see the 3D showing. And luckily, we haven't gone to the movies in a while. So I built up a lot of free tickets <laughs> in my app. So it didn't. It barely cost me anything to go. Uh, so yeah, went to the theaters, saw it in 3D, uh, decent sized crowd. Um, snack line was crazy as usual. Uh, but yeah, it was, you know, everyone was respectful. No one on their phones. Uh, no running kids around screaming. It was a a nice experience. And I actually got like good seats too. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. All right. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, you are the queen of all nerds, but you're also the queen of horrible theater experiences. <laughs> and it's been 
I want to say over a month. It's probably been about a month and a half since we've gone to the movie theater. So how was your trip to the movies? Um, well, I went with one of my friends because uh, Max didn't want to go. <laughs> he said he'll wait until it's on Disney+. Plus. So I went with one of my friends. We got dinner at the the bowling alley that's attached to the, the movie theater. We went to the fancy movie theater. Um, in the movie theater was pretty empty. I was kind of surprised for it. We went on a Friday for it being a Friday Marvel movie. Like it was really, really empty, but, uh, in the middle of the movie, like I would say more towards the end of the movie, some douchebag and his wife decided to finally show up to the movie and they're yelling at the guy in the row before us because they're like, you're in our seats. And I'm like, asshole, it's <laughs> the movie's almost over. You missed your opportunity and it's empty here. Sit fucking anywhere. But also the guy that he was yelling at was on his phone really loudly with like sound and everything. So, yeah, so I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. They, uh, I hope they have diarrhea, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> But that that was probably like the worst of it, quite honestly. It was just like it, it was towards the end of the movie when all the action's happening. What are you doing? You missed the whole movie. Why are you just showing up now bitching about how some guy's in your seat? Like get in your lane. Jesus. All right. Uh wow. Okay. So like I just said, we haven't been in the movies in close to a month and a half. That was by design, actually, just in case anyone's wondering. Like there it wasn't a ton coming out but I wasn't going to force it because it was just like, fuck it. Let's take like, we don't take bricks, <laughs> but let's take a little break from just spending money like crazy. Here's a bunch of stuff that's on streaming and whatever <laughs> we can kind of review for the podcast for like six weeks and save a little bit of money. <laughs> so, people don't realize how much it costs to go to the movies 47 times a year. <laughs> <laughs> But I, like you, Marcellus, had uh, some I have some credits stored up in my my movie club. And I thought I was going to the movies twice this weekend because my son and I really wanted to see a horror movie that's coming out called uh, It's a Wonderful Knife. Jesus. Did you see the trailers for this at all? You know what? I saw the trailer and I, for the life of me, could not tell you what happened in that trailer. Like, I don't remember any of it. Oh, well, it's from the people that did Happy Death Day and Freaky. So it's that kind of vibe. And basically this girl stops a serial killer in her town. Um, but then completely ir- unrelated to the serial killer, she has a, it's a wonderful life experience where she wishes she wasn't born. And because she wasn't born, no one stops the serial killer. <laughs> oh my God. So now she is, you know, in her town and no one knows who she is. Basically the plot of it's a wonderful life, but with a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like uh, Freaky and Happy Death Day and um, uh, whatever the other movie we saw, Awesome Killer, Killer Awesome, whatever it was. It's just a uh, hit movie with a serial killer. Right. Um, So, you know, attractive female lead, (laughs) goofy, (laughs) kind of not quite scary, funny vibe. But we were really excited. We wanted to see it. And it's not playing within 100 miles of us. (laughs) For some reason, Cinemark is not playing it. And Cinemark has a monopoly on all the theaters where myself and Mark Ellis live. So uh, the, the closest AMC is so far away, it's not even worth driving to. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to see that. So I had plenty of credits built up. The kids, my son did not want to see this at all. 
my daughter did want to see it, but she was working so much this weekend that it just was not feasible. Um, she was going to be so tired. She worked at 4 a.m. on Sunday, and then we were going to try to go Sunday after she got out of work. And then it was just going to be too much. She was going to be too tired, and she had school the next day. We wouldn't have been able to get to the theater until like 5 o'clock, and I had to work at 4 a.m. the next day. So it was just a mess. It was not going to happen. I went by myself. Uh, so my plan was to go to a patented Joey uh, 10.40 p.m. showing. <laughs> <laughs> and they had one, but Saturday night when the kids were both just like, we're not going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I'm exhausted. I don't want to go to the movies at 1040. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted my wife and said, what are the odds that you and I are going to have special alone adult monkey time tomorrow morning? And she said, slim to none. (laughs) (laughs) He said, perfect. So I bought my movie tickets for the first showing uh, in the local theater, which was 11 a.m. Slept in, went to the theater. Uh, I got there. There was no one there. Like literally no one there. I I posted a picture of it on my Facebook. The entire theater was completely empty. Like when I went to see Blue Beetle and I was like, oh boy, here we go. They weren't even playing movie at at anything. It was just, it was just there. It was quiet. And I'm just sitting there munching away on my snacks, just drinking my soda. And I just want to send a special shout out to Cinemark Hadley, Massachusetts, uh, for having the worst straws in the history of soda. I think Um, you've bitched about these before. I did. And I was pissed off because I usually have when I was going, we were going consistently. It's well, of course, we're getting back into it again because there's a lot of movies coming out. So I'll get back into it. But I would grab a straw from work. And keep it in my car to a straw or two. So I would bring them in with me when I would go to the movies and Hadley because they give you these cardboard straws that are like, I don't know, environmentally friendly or something. But it's like, dude, this shit was fucked before Nuvi even started. (laughs) It was all like dilapidated and soggy and you couldn't even get soda out of the fucking $6 (laughs) soda. I was so mad. So I just took the cap off of it and I was drinking it that way, but it was not fun. I wanted to sip it through a straw. So I was very upset about that. So fix that shit, Hadley. Finally, this fucking guy and his wife come in and they had to be like probably in their 60s. I don't know if they didn't know I was there or what, but they sit down and they're talking super loud about just nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the guy gets a phone call. So then he's talking on the phone. I'm in the movies. <laughs> We're sitting in the movies. <laughs> The movie hadn't started yet, so it is what it is. But it's just like, I consider going to the movie sacred. So I want to see the pre-show. I want to see the trailers. I don't want some old man talking on his phone through all of them. So eventually got off the phone. And then it's still quiet in there because Nuvi hadn't even started yet. I don't know what was going on. Nuvi did not start until it was like three seconds before they went to the previews. So we did get a interview with some random schmo from Apple TV by the girl with crazy bangs. <laughs> no, she looks like she just walked out of like my high school in 1994. I don't know. <laughs> not sure what, what type of style that is, but anyway, so the guy is sitting there and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh Jesus. And then when he's not coughing up a lung, he's like this. <gasps> like all like, and you know, like when you're sick and you're like flimmy, yeah, like that sound, the way your throat like rasps. So that was that like huge breathing like that. And then he would go, Ugh. oh, I hate that. I don't know what it is about people making loud, like breathing noises and sighing. It it 
really like turns my insides. <laughs> it makes Not in me a good so way angry. either. Yeah. No, it makes me so fucking angry. Yeah, so I had to listen to this guy hack up a lung, wheeze, and then moan for like 15 minutes. <laughs> then the movie started, the trailer started, the movie started, and they were quiet the whole time, so I can't complain. Um, a bunch of people came in and sat like directly behind me, mm-hmm. and then... And I was getting, I was worried because I saw them all come in as a huge group. And I go, if this is that fucking guy that talks to the movie, I am, I'm going to lose it. And I'm going to choke the fucking life out of him in the movie theater. Cause it's like, I'm exhausted. I'm like trying to do this for the show pod before life, hashtag pod before life, hashtag no weeks off. And I was just like, I, I, I can't do with deal with this guy. If it's going to be the same guy, I'm going to be so mad. Nope. They were dead quiet the whole time. So I was really surprised. Um, that was it. Then the movie played and we watched the movie. So nice. other than a strange old man wheezing and moaning in the movie theater, it was, it was a, a pretty normal time. So. <laughs> All right. So that's our trip to the movie theater. Let's get into our review of the Marvels. As always, we're going to start with some non-spoiler discussion. Have a little bit of talk about the MCU itself. We'll have talk about the movie and what we thought, and it'll be all non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least know what we thought. The rest of you, can stick around if you've seen it after Markellis drops the drop because that will be your signal that spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen it, that's your signal to leave. The rest of you stick around as we talk a little more in depth. To get started, Mark, are you experiencing Marvel fatigue? That is a really good question. I think the answer is yes. I don't know. I'm not sh- for some reason I whenever I think of the MCU now, I think back on pre Avengers Endgame like that time feels like a whole nother time like a whole nother era uh, so yeah I maybe I am getting Marvel fatigue because nothing is like landing like it did before Endgame nothing feels the same for some reason so I don't know I I, I think that's me but uh, who knows who knows uh, Aubrey <laughs> do you have Marvel fatigue I for sure do it's <laughs> There is nothing that they, and I shouldn't say there's nothing. I'm exhausted with the majority of what they've released lately. Okay. Um, I don't think I would say I have fatigue so much as I have anger. <laughs> Marvel anger. Wow. I think for the most part, up until Endgame was close to perfect. <laughs> I don't think it was perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, there's some bad movies in there some meh movies in there, but for the most part, it was a wild ride. <laughs> and then right. post end game has just been so all over the place and it's been more bad than good. It almost feels like the Simpsons <laughs> past a certain point. It, like, I don't want to get, it's not that level yet, but it's going to start approaching that soon. It's it. How did you fuck this up? Like, <laughs> how did you fuck this up? I, I don't understand. There's so much weird shit. It's like Shang-Chi was awesome. But we also, when was the last time we saw Shang-Chi? Right, exactly. Yeah. The last time we saw him, they were like, oh, these rings are giving off a signal in space. We're like, sweet. Never saw him again. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just been like that. It just seems like nonstop introducing a characters that go nowhere. And, and it doesn't feel so tight anymore either. I hated the Eternals. It's not, I don't like the movie at all. I, I actually don't even own it on Blu-ray. I'm, eventually we'll remedy that because I just have all the movies, but I'm waiting for it to be under $10 before I spend the money. And I mean, I hated Eternals, but there still is a 
fucking half a celestial sticking out of the ocean. And, and the most we've talked about it has been a one-off joke uh, Easter egg on somebody's computer in She-Hulk. Like it's just, it's feels so disjointed and all over the place. And I know some of that was COVID and, and blah, 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 blah. But man, just like clean this shit up, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Like, uh, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. It, it's like Loki came out and, I, I watched the first episode and I haven't watched anything else since. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel this burning desire to watch it every week. I'm like, okay, eventually I'll probably get around to it. I guess. Yeah. I do. That's I was, how I felt about Loki too. I was just saying today, I can't believe there's a brand new MCU TV show out uh, that just had the finale. And I haven't watched one episode. Like I liked the first episode that I watched. It just it's we've been busy and we haven't really had time to sit down as a family and watch it. And we it doesn't feel like appointment viewing anymore. It just doesn't. And it's sad. I don't know what they have to do to get it back. I think I think it's just release less stuff and release higher quality stuff. Well, I will say secret invasion burned me bad. It did. It's I mean, spoilers for this January, but I mean, that's got to be the worst TV show of the year. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's against the Geneva Convention to make people watch that. It's that bad. Like, it's it's fucking awful. (laughs) It's so boring. Oh, my God. So anyway, um, it sounds like we're in varying (laughs) degrees of fatigue with this franchise, but we soldier on for you, the listener. So now we're going to give our non-spoiler impressions of the Marvels. Marcellus Reagans, what'd you think? All right. So I have to say off the bat, this movie is a mess. This movie <laughs> is a complete mess. But that being said, I actually did enjoy myself. I enjoyed the experience, even though I can point at this movie and be like, nah, that's not it. That is not it. But I had a good cinematic experience. And in 3D, it was it was actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Aubrey Litchfield. Uh, this movie existed. It just, <laughs> the best part about it was the mid credit scene. And that's sad. I just, um, I didn't enjoy watching. I didn't like hate it. I wasn't angry watching it. Like I have been with some things, but I, I could have waited until it was on Disney plus And I probably still would have been like, okay. I, I I don't know how I felt about this. I've been grappling with it since I stood up after the after credit scene and walked out of the movie theater. I, I I don't know how I feel about this at all. There's good points. There's bad points. Mark's right. It's a fucking mess. Um, and and unlike Mark, I think it, it's a mess that for the most part, uh, it does not work like at all. Um, there's just fundamental issues with aspects of the story. And we can't really get into that without going into spoilers, but I, I have no idea how I felt about it. I, I definitely didn't love it. I'll tell you that. Um, but I don't think it's it's horrendously bad either. You know, it's not. I didn't have like a just a bleh reaction to it like I have with some movies. Like you know, when Eternals was done, you're just like, wow, that was fucking awful. <laughs> like, you know, when you when or you know, you saw Age of Ultron, and then like a few days later, you're like, eh, I don't know if that was as good as I thought it was. And, uh, and then it, over time, it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> I don't have that strong a feeling either way towards this. I, I just, I definitely didn't love it. I will tell you that I definitely did not love it, but I didn't hate it, hate it either. So I'm just kind of all over the place. I think I will be formulating my score as we're talking through it. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so 
that's where we're at non-spoiler all over the place again as usual so if you haven't seen it now's the time to bounce the rest of you stick around Marcellus reagan's please drop that drop and let's spoil the marvels we're not let's talk about spoilers here uh i've got some spoilers one clear spoiler here's a spoiler you will die alone <laughs> All right, guys, let's start with things that we liked. Aubrey Litchfield, I'm going to put you on the spot because it does not sound like you liked this very much at all. Was there anything that you liked about this movie? Um, I think that Kamala Khan did a really good job. The The actress, uh, she was the only one that really brought humor to the movie. And so I, I did enjoy her. I thought that she, like her delivery was really good. I found her to be really funny. Which was different because I didn't really enjoy her show, so I didn't. I did enjoy her in this movie. Um, hmm. other than that, wow, everything was like give or take. I gotta say, like there was nothing else that I was like, wow, that is so amazing. It just it existed. <laughs> wow. All right, Marcellus Ring. Yeah, there's a lot that I liked about this movie. Uh, I I will agree with Aubrey. I thought uh, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan was the... She was amazing. She was fantastic throughout the entire movie. Her ability to play, you know, embarrassed teenager, an enthusiastic fangirl, uh, and a superhero in the making, uh, I thought was really good. I thought she did an amazing job. She, you know, they, they for some reason, wrote her character right and she knocked it out of the park. So I thought she was fantastic. Um, I like the direction. I know it doesn't have like crazy, crazy flourishes regarding the directing of the movie, but I actually did like it. it I thought there were some interesting choices made, and I thought that it wasn't, uh, it was visually cool. I mean, a part of that might be because I was watching it in 3D, but I thought visually there were some really cool things that were made that weren't too completely crazy. Um, so yeah, I actually did enjoy the directing. Uh, I enjoyed the Monica rainbow character. I love that with all of this craziness, there was one character that had the scientific reasoning behind everything. Uh, I love those type of characters. I, I always look for those characters in, um, these kind of ensemble movies. Uh, and she, I thought she did a really good job. She didn't really have a lot. They didn't give her a lot to work with, but I thought, you know, when she had to show up, she did, especially during, uh, the post-credit scene. I thought she did a really good job there. Uh, and I thought the subtle comedy in it was actually pretty funny with uh with uh, Monica learning how to fly and uh, Nick Fury's going, come on, black girl magic, you can do it. And she takes off and flies. And then that whole like body switch thing happens. And then when she hits the ground, it's it's uh Captain Marvel. And Nick Fury is like, Oh, it's fine, it's only Carol. It's fine. She hit the ground, it's fine. The um Kamala's dad giving tax advice to uh this old alien guy is like 306 years old and kamala's dad was like oh good so you guys are the same age that i thought was funny like little subtle jokes i thought were really funny uh but obviously the best part of this movie is the end <laughs> is the the end they finally give me what i've been wanting for years what i've been talking about on this damn podcast for years binary we are finally getting young avengers and that oh. the fact that Kamala Khan is is the Nick Fury of the Young Avengers is fucking perfect. I love that she's going to be the one to kick this whole thing off. So yes, I am down. Young Avengers, give it to me. That's the thing that's going to 
reset the MCU back on course. Not binary. So just 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 to play devil's advocate, Mark. So after a movie with a majority female cast, mostly characters from TV shows, uh, bombed. The thing that's going to set the Marvel Universe back on track is a Avengers movie with a mostly female cast. Most of the cast coming from TV shows. Yes, okay, I definitely think so. Sure. Yeah. I definitely. I'm as soon as they start recruiting more young characters into it, people are going to just. It's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, man. People are going to be lining up for this for a young Avengers movie. <laughs> I'd I'd like to believe it's one of my favorite comics. I'd like to believe, Mark. But they they've they're still. It, when's Patriot going to show up? He's, he's still just answering the door at his grandfather's house. Or? Hey, the fact that they got it started, they got the ball rolling, is enough for me. That's all I need. Can't wait for the young Avengers who are all going to be in their 30s by the time the movie comes out. <laughs> That's all right. I'll take it. Oh, my. All right. Well, what did I like about this movie? So uh, right off the bat, uh, let me get the misogyny out of the way. Uh, Brie Larson is so hot that it's distracting. <laughs> it was hard to concentrate on the movie sometime because she's so hot. So, uh, God, I love Brie Larson so much. <laughs> and I don't care what anybody says. Um, also, uh, Dar Ben, whoever the actress was that played Dar Ben, was also quite easy on the eyes. So, uh, <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was cheering for the bad guy at some point. What did I like about the movie? Um, uh, I will agree with you guys. Uh, we all love Miss Marvel. Uh, they seem to nail her character most of the time, whether it was in her own show or in this. Um, I like her again. Again, I like her. I like her interacting with her family. I think they're funny. Um, I, I agree with you, Mark. I didn't think the direction was anything outstanding, which, which was to me was actually slightly disappointing because I thought Nia DaCosta did a great job with Candyman and had some crazy weird visuals and shots in that. I always think about when that lady got killed up against the window. Yeah. Like that was a fucking fantastic shot. There's a lot of cool uh, visuals in that. So I was really excited to see what she would do with this. And for the most part, it's just serviceable. It's a little bit more than serviceable. Right. Well, let me finish. Uh, they they do do a lot of cool stuff with the power switching and switching them in place and stuff like that. So I, I don't think they went far enough with that. I think you could have really if done some crazy action with that, but which they didn't do. But for the most part, you know, it looks fine. It's well shot. It's just I was expecting a little bit more. Um, just because I thought Candyman had looked so good. So I was really excited about seeing what she could do with a bigger budget and a crazy sci-fi setting. But for the most part, uh, I thought it was serviceable and there was some, it was well shot. Like the action scenes and everything were well done. So I, I'm not complaining by any stretch of the imagination. I was just maybe expecting a little bit more, but I don't think anybody, does anybody really shine as a director in the Marvel movies, Mark? Uh, James Gunn. James Gunn, maybe the Russos in Winter Soldier and Civil War. That's the, only <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, well, Taika Waititi isn't, I wouldn't say uh, it, Taika Waititi was, did anything crazy or out of the box, but at least it had his style to it, I think. But yeah, that's about it. I mean, I don't even remember who the fuck directed the first Captain Marvel. Who even knows where those people go? <laughs> they went back to doing their low budget indie movies, man. They had enough of the MCU sausage factory. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the direction was well done. You know, I like the characters, too. And that that's and then they'll get into the downsides. But it's frustrating some t a little bit because, you know, I do like Monica. Monica in the comics as Captain Marvel was in the 80s Avengers. She actually was the leader of the Avengers for quite some time in the 80s. Fucking awesome character um, who has been royally fucked over by them making Carol Captain Marvel. So 
because <laughs> that's who she was. She was Captain Marvel. And then um, they decided they wanted to have Carol as Captain Marvel. And um, now she's had like 15 different superhero names. She was Photon and Spectrum and never Professor Marvel. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just I thought I like her. I like the actress and I like that character in the, in the movies and in WandaVision, except for that one part where she lets Wanda go at the end. But um it, it, it's it's almost an Aquaman type situation again, or some other movies we've seen where it's like, I really like all the characters in this. And I like the actors playing the characters and everything seems right. But then there has to be a movie around them. And the movie's just a, an absolute mess. So for the most part, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. You know, I like the actors. I like uh, the characters. Some of the direction, some of the writing was good. But for the most part, uh, it was very blah. So let's get into things we didn't like Aubrey Litchfield. What did you not like about this movie? I'm sure the list is long. Yeah, I mean the the, the movie itself. Like I said, you could take it or you could leave it. It's it's really boring, and it's just it's it's very disjointed. I hated the the scene with uh, I don't even remember the the planet name, but it was the planet of water where uh, Carol is like married to the prince. Like that whole storyline was stupid. I hated. I agree because it wasn't me that she was married to. (laughs) I hate when they land on that planet and then it's just like their language is song. It was so, so stupid. I hated that. I actually like that. I like that level of goofiness and I wish the whole movie had had that. And uh, I just wish they had done more with it. (laughs) Maybe I wouldn't have minded it so much if it made sense or if it like happened in the rest of the movie, but it was so random it was a random active goofiness in this movie and i hated it i, I just hated wish it the they way had, it was i wish they had gone full in like have darbin show up and that entire sequence is a musical everything is a fucking musical <laughs> like yeah. their whole battle should be them singing in a, a musical like go all in don't don't half it just to have some k-pop guy in there you know? i i could agree with that i think that it just it didn't work the way that it was executed and I feel like that was a lot of this. Like it just didn't work the way that it was executed. It almost felt like, and I, I've said this about different things before where they like made a list of all the points they wanted to hit in this movie. And they just kind of threw them at a wall and saw where they stuck in the whole storyline and movie. I feel like it wasn't, uh, it didn't flow very well. And in the, there was different things that they just like, like the the um, the cat scene like that would have been really funny, but it wasn't. It should have been really funny, but it wasn't. And and it felt like that was a lot of the humor in this. Like mm, that should have been really funny, but it wasn't. <laughs> and it was just it left me disappointed. It, I really like Captain Marvel and I really like her as a character and in, in, in the comics and everything, but it didn't, they, they've really done these movies dirty and it's, it's sad to, to be a witness to that. All right. Marcellus Reagans. What about you? Uh, you know, I am going to agree a little bit with Aubrey. It, it did feel like they were just throwing ideas on a board and they're like, okay, let's just connect these ideas together with whatever we have for a story, whatever we could think of for a story. Like, oh, the the cat was cute in the first movie. Let's have a hundred cats. Let's lean into the cats. Oh, we have international pop star Brie Larson as our lead. <laughs> so let's have her sing. 
you know, Brie Larson has, she used to be a singer. She's in a superhero movie. Let's make her sing just for the hell of it. You know, just like ideas that they put forward without really having a strong story to link them together. I definitely thought the editing in this movie was atrocious. And <laughs> I rarely notice stuff like that. But man, there's like scenes where it's a dramatic scene between the three leads. And, you know, the scene's over and you cut to another dramatic scene with the three leads. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it was in there supposed to be something in there in between there. Uh, I feel like we're just we're just piecing this together. It feels like this movie was made or it was on a progress of being made and someone pulled the switch and they had to redo everything because a lot of it just does not feel it doesn't feel like it's connected. This feels like a Frankenstein of a movie. Uh-huh. Um, like I said before, the story is just a complete complete mess, just a mess all over. I don't. We've had two Captain Marvel movies, plus she was in Avengers, and I still don't feel like I know who this character is. Like I don't know what her motivation is. I don't know what her drive is. I don't know what she wants. I don't know what she does. Like I don't get it. Kamala Khan, perfect. Monica Rambeau, not great, but I get it. I get her character beats. I have no idea who Captain Marvel is, and that's annoying if she's the star of the movie. The post credit scene with her mom in the hospital, you know, it was a cute scene, uh, but I don't know who Binary is. And the camera just lingered on her for way too long. Uh, it was a scene that seemed like it was just for comic book fans and no one else. Uh, and also having Beast in there, I guess that's cool. But man, that was some, it was not the best CGI. And are we still, so am I to believe that the planet Earth is now filled with these little kittens that eat everything? Yes. <laughs> okay. That doesn't seem like it's, it'd be an issue for anyone else. No? Yeah. Like, again, the cat scene, the, the cats running around and them playing Barbara Streisand's song from Cats. I thought that was fun. You know, it was funny and it, it kind of made sense. But as a whole, this movie is as much as I enjoyed some of the scenes, I don't feel like this is a solid superhero movie from beginning to end. The best part about it is Kamala Khan and her starting the young Avengers. All right. Well, I have uh, quite a few problems with this movie and I'm going to start with the very first one. And that is Kamala Khan herself. <laughs> what? <laughs> very unpopular opinion. And I don't, like the character in the comics. Not that I don't like her, but I no next to no interaction with her um in comics. Uh, it's it's not a it's a newer character. So I don't have this like built-in nostalgia boner to see Kamala Khan on the screen. Like, you know, Harry Styles is Star Fox. Like hell yeah. But <laughs> Kamala Khan, I don't really have any built-in nostalgia for her. So I just have what's in front of me on the screen. Can you guys um tell me anything that Carol Danvers has done publicly? in the MCU that would rise to the level of hero worship that Kamala Khan has. She fought Thanos. Where was that broadcast? I'm sure there's a daily bugle <laughs> news report about it somewhere. <laughs> I just, I, I understand that's the crux of Kamala's character and it works in the comics because Carol was Miss Marvel and then she was Warbird, and then she's Captain Marvels, and she has got 40, 50 years of adventures, in theory, all in the public eye. So someone might be like, oh, wow, she was an Avenger, blah, 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 blah. And if you're going to say hashtag it's all connected, then, I mean, show me where, where anything Captain Marvel did that was public that 
would necessitate this level of hero worship from Kamala. Like anything. It it happened during a blip, during a five year blip. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't show us any of that. We're just supposed to take their word for it. Yes, because Kamala says so. We believe it. Okay. And it's just to me, it's insanity. Like the the, the number one miss of all of this is that I don't I can't share in that. You know what I mean? Like if Kamala Khan was obsessed with Iron Man or Captain America or Black Widow, like I, you know, like it makes sense because they were heroes and they were doing all this stuff and all the way back to the Battle of New York and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, you can understand why, oh, yeah, she'd fantasize about fighting robots with, I don't know, the Hulk or something, blah, blah, blah. How? Does <laughs> <laughs> she have any interest in Captain Marvel whatsoever? Uh, Captain Marvel's adventures took place either before she was born or off planet or um, places there was no cameras and no reporting. So how I, I, it's me insane. I don't understand it. Like how I know they really wanted to have Kamala Khan. I know, but like it goes back to Aubrey. So where they've done Carol dirty in these movies. <laughs> Cause like the other part of that comes to, we feels like the third Captain Marvel movie and we never saw the second one. <laughs> <laughs> right what a misfire script wise for them to have all these callbacks to a movie from 2019 that most people probably don't remember so like, like mark said you know you're she wakes up in the hospital half the people probably didn't even know that was her mom um i i just so in the, it, it's just so much tell and not show so they're like Oh yeah. Um, so they actually give Carol like something kind of interesting where like the Cree don't like her because she's the annihilator. Right. But we never got to see any of that. We saw it in a flashback. That's the, I feel like that's the thing that happened at the end of the first Captain Marvel in a movie that we never saw that they flashback to during this movie. They, so why wasn't that the second movie? Like we we've never gotten a real Captain Marvel adventure. Everything is is nonsense. It's it's her in the it's her in the nineties and she acts like a robot because she can't remember herself. It's her doing some badass stuff, but like with no character at all in two Avengers movies cameos. And then that was it. We saw her in a couple after credit scenes. Like that's it. <laughs> Like, there's just no love there for the character. It's never been built up. I don't get it. I don't understand why Kamala loves her so much. I I mean, I don't I don't get it. And I know what negabands are or quantum. So, all right, comic nerd. Those are negabands, the way that they're working on screen, but they're calling them quantum bands. I don't know why. Um, quantum bands were completely different. Those are worn by Quasar, and they work kind of like a yellow version of a Green Lantern ring bands work how they were shown in the movie here with them switching places so anyway can anyone explain to me how kamala got one of them her grandmother sent it to her yeah it's how she got it in the tv show yeah her her grandmother sent it through the mail right Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh for her birthday and where did grandmother get it uh to be determined in the cap in miss marvel season two that's never gonna happen So one of them is buried on a moon somewhere in the middle of the galaxy. And the other one, her grandmother just mailed to her. Yes. I thought they showed a flashback of her grandmother finding it. Am I wrong? Maybe they did. I I seriously like vegged out for that whole horrible middle sequence of the Miss Marvel TV show. So there is a 
there is a story about that, about where the band came from. But I couldn't remember. I can't remember for the life of me. I don't get that. I saw that show a long time ago. So so think about that, though. We're huge nerds, right? And we can't even fucking keep track of this and remember what the hell's going on. <laughs> How is John Q. Public, J- Jane Sixpack, going to remember any of this shit? They're they, not. Yeah, they don't have to. That's the whole point. You don't have to know every detail of every single thing. All you have to know is that she got the bracelet from her grandmother and then off you go. You're off to the races. That's all you need to know about it. Why does Dar Ben have to steal all these things? Why can't she just move them to a different planet? Uh, because there isn't a lot of planets to be taken over with. I think the scrolls have the last good planet. The last good planet in the entire galaxy. There's no other planets that have water, a sun and air on it. Uh, well, sure. It's their home. They don't want to leave their homes. They feel like that's their, their right. And the annihilator destroyed it. So she just to rip off the plot from space balls, <laughs> <laughs> suck all the air out and send it here. Uh, yeah. I mean, her plan was absolutely mind numbingly stupid and then she doesn't really get much development and then she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did she become the accuser? Like, how did she get Ronan's staff that I thought had been destroyed, but I might be misremembering something from six years ago, but I thought his staff was destroyed, but uh, maybe it's not. Oh, did, I thought um, it was destroyed in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. They could make another one. It's not like he would be the only accuser in the world. They would never have another one. But I mean, I don't know. It's just really frustrating <laughs> how bad the script of this is. Yeah. Well, does this what the secret invasion not happen? I mean, I'd like for it to have not. Did happened. it not happen yet? But it already came out. But maybe it didn't happen in the timeline yet. I don't know. All I know is that in that show, Nick Fury was all grizzled and like used up and sad. And in this, he's like cracking jokes and having a blast. Yeah, there's a the whole undertone of the Secret Invasion TV show is that the squirrels did not have a home. Um, yeah, and- so maybe it happened after. Well, they were going to have a home until Carol fucked it up. So. <laughs> But yeah, you cut to this movie and there's a planet, you know, with scrolls in it. So I'm like, well, maybe they do have a home. It, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where this fits in the timeline. I don't know. It's just really, really, really a mess. The script is just a fucking mess. <laughs> it's bad. Um, yeah. And the after credit scene, it's just like, okay. But it feels like in phase four and five, like nothing is building to anything. So we have after credit scenes from like two years ago that we haven't even referenced ever again. It's hard to get excited for anything anymore. When's Hercules showing up? (laughs) You know, where, where's that guy? Where's, I mean, I know Thunderbolts is coming, but I mean, we'll be lucky to see Thunderbolts by 2025. And that was hinted at in 2020. Right. (laughs) Like, this is a mess, man. It's not just this movie, but it's like the whole MCU. Like it's a mess. Like how is there not an overarching plan of all the people to not have an overarching plan? Like how could this be them? Like, I don't understand. And I am, I, I, it's really hard for me to get excited for young Avengers. I hate to say it guys, because I don't know what this is. Like young Avengers comic was fucking amazing. You know, Patriot puts a team together with Scarlet, Witch's kids and, and, 
there's uh iron lad who spoiler for a comic that's like 30 years old at this point um is actually a younger version of kang right but what who even cares about kang so uh, why do we need the young avengers to beat him up when, when ant-man can beat him up you know without any powers just ant-man normal size can go one-on-one with kang like he went one-on-one with a variant of kang not the kang the conqueror i don't know man it's just everything seems messed up and and again this is going to sound awful like mcu youtuber but i mean here we are with the the young avengers and they're 90 percent women and all from different tv shows (laughs) you just did this and it bombed like what are you doing i love um kate bishop as much as any other red blood american male but you know i don't know man (laughs) i just i think the tone is just too goofy like that whole scene, I was I was chuckling because it was obviously a riff on the first Iron Man. But I want I was expecting her to stand up and be like, "I'm I'm here to talk to you about the Young In- Avengers Initiative," and then that would be it. <laughs> right. It just went on too long. It was too goofy. It was like a fucking episode of The Office or something. Like, what is happening? Like, just stop quipping for five seconds and let the scene <laughs> hold. It's just it wasn't. I'm not excited about it, like at all. It, it part part of that is because my favorite character from fucking Young Avengers is Patriot, and he hasn't done shit other than answer the door at his dad's, his grandfather's house three years ago. <laughs> There's still another Captain America movie coming out with allegedly. <laughs> no, they it's back on. They 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 filmed a lot of it, so they said um, they have to reshoot the whole movie because it was bad. The new Captain America one? No. Yeah, I just read online and not from like shady, like stupid nonsense people, but like legitimate sources saying the movie has tested poorly and they're going back to do massive reshoots. Oh, well, then never mind what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, um, it's excited about anything after credit wise, no matter what it is, because I, there's no direction to the overarching story. And who knows? You know, I mean, we're still waiting to find out why the rings were sending out a signal in Shang-Chi and we're like three years later. So like we haven't even seen him. What is he even doing? Just going to karaoke with Wong and Aquafina? Actually, that'd be a great movie. It's just them doing karaoke while fucking like Infinity War style shit happens in the background. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so besides the overarching MCU and the storylines, um, yeah, I just thought this movie was a mess. It's just a mess. It was short, but it felt too long. I agree. It felt like it was three hours long, but it was only 90 minutes. And then, like I said, it felt like the third Captain Marvel movie, and we never got to see the second one. And I felt like it relied way too much on references from the first Captain Marvel movie, which was four years ago. And I mean, most people probably don't remember it. <laughs> I, I And I, if, if if Monica can't even explain what her powers do, how the fuck are the audience going to supposed to know what her powers do? Don't worry about it. It's just cool. She does stuff with light. That's all that matters. I know. I know. And I like the character. I like the actors. Again, that's what it comes down to. I like all the people in this movie. I like their characters. I like the actors. I just don't like the movie. (laughs) So it's really frustrating. But yeah, we got an after credit scene, guys. My my, um, comments of what I didn't like were about as much of a mess as this fucking movie script. Just so you know, (laughs) we got an after credit scene. Marcellus Reagans, you kind of hinted at it any any just do anything for you not at all not at all i mean shout out to kelsey grammar for collecting a check but uh <laughs> jesus this is where we're going this 
weird CG looking thing. I don't know if I'm ready for this. If that's the way that they they're going to bring uh, the mutants into the MCU, just going, oh, it's it's another universe that's already existed. We're just going to blend it together. That's that feels lazy, like really lazy. I think now don't quote me on this, but I think Deadpool three is going to be about people from that universe teaming up with Deadpool to like do something that involves crossing over or something. I don't know because Deadpool still technically is in that universe. So they got to get him over into the MCU somehow. Oh God. Yeah, you're right. Oh, this is going to be a mess. (laughs) Like there is that. I don't know how they're going to pull it off and I don't even want to try to imagine how they're going to. Aubrey Litchfield. I'm excited. <laughs> I love X-Men. I, I can't wait to see um, how this goes. Like I said, that is the best part of the movie for me. Which is sad. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm excited, I guess. Like I said five seconds ago, like it's hard to get excited about any of this stuff because I don't know when it's going to pay off and I almost at this point don't trust them to pay it off. So that's frustrating, but you know, it was cool to see binary on screen, I guess. And it's always cool to see Kelsey Grammer's beast again. Cause I thought he was great in X three, but that movie was doo doo feces. So, all right. Uh, the excitement is palpable here for, uh, <laughs> the after credits scene. Uh, <laughs> the only thing left to do, the only thing is to give it a score guys. We've got to score at zero to five with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield. What do you got for the Marvel? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. All right. That seems fair. Mark Ellis. You know, I would watch this movie again before I watched the original Captain Marvel movie. Um, Cause I did have a good time watching it. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. Wow. You are such an easy grader. Mm-hmm. I am torn. I don't think this movie's horrible by any stretch of the imagination. Much like Ant-Man, like people were shitting all over Quantum Mania, and it's not great, but it's certainly not an abomination. Like anybody saying like this or Quantum Mania is the worst superhero movie needs to sit down and watch like fucking Electra. <laughs> like you legitimately have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> it's not the worst by any stretch of the imagination. It's not even the worst MCU movie. I'm gonna go with a I'm about at a two, but I'm going to give it a two and a half uh, because of Brie Larson. Just for Brie, I'm going to give it an extra half star. So two and a half out of five for me. Um, Probably right in that meh, blah tier of MCU stuff. It's not the worst. It's not Eternals. It's certainly not (laughs) Infinity War. (laughs) Winter Soldier ain't walking through that door, fans. You know, Um, that's it. That's our review of the Marvels. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey field. What do you got? I've been watching a lot of crunchy So I just binged all of fruits basket after I finished. Uh, what did I watch before that? I watched card captor Shakura and then feel like I watched something else before that, but I'd, I've been binging bunch of different animes on Crunchyroll. So I recommend everybody go watch Fruits Basket because it is one of my favorite animes of all time. It is it's it's just so good. Noah has been watching Godzilla Singular Point on Netflix. Um and he absolutely loves it. I just bought him a Godzilla from the show. So if you haven't watched Godzilla Singular Point, that's what I'm gonna recommend because that's what Noah recommends. Awesome. 
Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you? I've been watching a show called Bodies on Netflix. Not Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Calm down, Joey. It's uh, it's a it's based on a DC Vertigo uh, graphic novel. Uh, it's a it takes place during different time eras. There's a, a dead body that's found in an alleyway in London uh, in the year 2023, uh, and a detective is trying to solve the case. But there's also a dead body in 1941 and in 1890. Same alleyway, same body. So you're following these detectives trying to figure out the mystery in their respective time zones or time eras. Uh, and I'm about halfway through it. It's, it's really captivating and it's definitely a comic book TV show. Uh, so I'm about halfway through. I think it's cool. I, I hope they stick the landing, but it's called bodies, AKA body, yada, yada, yada. I was about to say that, but I'm glad that you did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our video, Patreon content as well. And now featuring movie reviews from Stu from the SWO podcast. All on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods. Just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts, we will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam just dropped his spoiler-free review of Season 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV. So get on board our YouTube. Check that out. Don't forget the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. It's the only place to hear us breaking down all the news and trailers from the month. Uh, this month, in the last, like I want to say, four or five days, there's probably been about 15 trailers that dropped. <laughs> so it's going to be a busy month on Patreon for us. I've got some recommendations. Uh, my number one is to check out Attack on Titan, which uh, I've recommended multiple times on the show over the past nine years. But uh, the finale, the actual finale, finally aired, and uh, it's getting reviews. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I've loved the show up until now. So I'm going to say check that out. Um, either of you guys ever watch that? I started it, but I've heard it's really good. Uh, same here. I've, there's one episode that I just cannot get past uh, in season one, <laughs> but I will at some at some point. I will. Wow. Okay. Um. So yeah, check out Attack on Titan. I love it, and. Uh, allegedly it sticks the landing it's funny though because it was the final season part one two three and now the final finale (laughs) they really milked it for all they could um and then i don't know head on out to the theater because uh thanksgiving is finally coming to theaters that's right the horror movie thanksgiving that was teased so long ago in the grindhouse double feature is now an actual movie but mark heard it's not a grindhouse movie (laughs) Wait, this is totally a grindhouse movie. I, I've been told it's it it moves more towards like a '90s slasher movie. Okay, all right. Well, whatever. It's we'll fine. But we'll be checking that out with a special guest next week. So you go see it, and then you come on back and hang out with us. And that is going to do it for episode number four hundred and eighty-four of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the Queen of All Nerds, the Annihilator, Aubrey Litchfield. That's me. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> oh, do you know what she killed on the Cree homeworld there, Mark? <laughs> she killed AI. Artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> I thought that when I was watching the movie and I was like, God damn it, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. 
Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Thanksgiving. Good journey.